giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grown stalker, grip stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. Welcome to episode 203 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I am Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Artemis Hell from the Warcraft Hunters Union, and I'm found at Artemis Hell on Twitter. Hey, I am Solar Flare. I'm from the Warcraft Hunters Union, the Cloak and Quiver Podcast, and Convert to Raid. Hello. And I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild and Warcraft Hunters Union, and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. Okay, today is Sunday, October the 26th, 2014, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch TV. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sonder, is there to take your questions. And uh, now before we begin the show, we do have a couple of reminders for you. BlizzCon is coming on November 7th and 8th, and so Artemis, why don't you tell everyone what we've got planned, because we've got a lot of great stuff happening that weekend. Oh, BlizzCon's going to be great for hunters who are interested in our attending. On Saturday night, we will be having our all-hunter meetup. It'll have a lot of special guests. It'll have Michelle Moreau actually is signed up to attend, a lot of high-end raiders, and just a lot of players in general who are just interested in hanging out as a class. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I think what you're going to be there, Solar, you'll be there in, in Delirium as well. Oh, yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You can meet a lot of the people in the podcast and a lot of people from WHU Help Run the New Site are going to be there as well. And of course we have swag. We have free lanyards to hand out. So you want to get some more Craft Hunter Union lanyard swag, come hang out with us. I forgot That'll to tell be... what time it was though. Right, yeah. I was going to get there. Oh. <laughs> it's coming off, bro. Well, we're going to run it at 8pm in the Hilton. And I say 8 p.m. because it gives people time to decide if they want to stick around for the concert or not. And it lets us have the opportunity to get our grounds for our meetup. You don't have to be there at 8, but we'll be there from about 8 p.m. till midnight, 1 a.m., whatever suits your, floats your boat. Yeah, it bottom sounds like it's going to be Hilton, a... right? What's that? Are we just chilling in the bottom floor of the Hilton? Like yeah. around the bar area? Okay, yep. right on. We'll hang out yeah, probably near. We need to camp out early. We need to get some. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, so if I won't be there, the... so I'll, I won't be at the concert either. So I'll just camp out early. I yeah. mean, I want to see Metallica, but I, I love you guys. Yeah, because it gets pretty packed Aww. in there. Like after it the does. happens, so like if we can get some hunters to like camo in there and then like just trap people that try to go through the doors and be like, no, 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 this is our spot for today. Uh, 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 yeah, so, sorry, this is our place now. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it might be a good idea to get in there early. I'll probably be there about seven thirty. Um, we'll I heard have... a rumor. I heard a rumor there might be an all hunter pancake raid afterwards. Yes. Exactly. We'll be drinking plenty there, so expect a drunk I have all hunter raid to get some delicious pancakes at one AM. I just can't imagine what the IHOP staff would do if they saw like forty people just charge in. I'm sure they get that a lot in every BlizzCon, though. We'll see. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's going to be a, a, a whole lot of fun. I wish I wish I could be there. Uh, now, that would normally be a podcast weekend, so I think we'll we'll figure out what we're going to do. Hopefully, we'll try and get a get a podcast in the next morning just to talk, recap everything. So uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah, BlizzCon, it's right around the corner, and then the expansion will be there right after that. But uh, but before all that, we've got our show today, So, and we've got a, a great guest for you. We're kind of hitting some a little bit of unshattered, 
uncharted territory for us. We're going to be talking PvP, and our guest today is Dilly Poo, who's here. So, Dilly Poo, welcome to the show. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do for as a hunter? Uh, hey, well, uh, I played in two tournaments. Wow, one of them was the Armageddon tournament that was also hosted by Blizzard, and then the main one I played in is the Road to BlizzCon tournament that was also host- hosted by Blizzard. Uh, I went in with a team of a Red Paladin and a Priest, and I think we like got fourth place or something like that in the tournament, so we did pretty well. Unfortunately, did not make it to our Road to BlizzCon, but other than that, I have 3K experience on live ratings on multiple hunters, and yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's yeah, multiple, cool, man. yeah, multiple hunters. We like to hear that. Yeah. Um, well, I have two of my hunters, and I never really care about my rating, so I kind of just like run with whoever. And I try to like, I never tried running like one comp or run team, so I just try to run with as many people as I could. So, since I had like one hunter on alliance and one on horde, it kind of just ended up working out that all of them got high rating. Did you do that because you wanted to get experience with multiple comps, or were you just like, heck it, I'll play with anybody? Uh, more the heck I'll play with anyone. Like, when you just, when you stop focusing about, like, the rating, and you kind of just focus about just only getting better and just, like, playing whatever and playing your best, your rating kind of just goes up normally. Kind of yeah, works like that for, like, any game. Have. Yeah, I like that. I gotta write that down. Focus on playing better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, you do PvP, right? You do RPGs, don't you? Yeah, just a little bit. No 3K ratings so far. Yeah, I, I'm happy to say, Dilly, um, following in your footsteps, got a uh, smashing 1750 rating this season. Watch out, dude. Coming Dang. For, coming for you. I'm really bad at rating, so there's that. Well, I'm pretty good at PvP, though, so that's, that's cool, man. Um, <laughs> Sorry to be, uh, to be good at both. I only know <laughs> a couple of people that are. So Yeah, that, I actually have noticed that in... in um, PvPers or PvEers, like you, you hardly ever meet someone who's like exceptionally talented at both, like in a in a top even 100 guild, and also is like pushing, you know, duelists even every season. It's kind of hard to come across. I wonder why that is. Is it probably just the time investment required for both, huh? Yeah, it's just time investment. Like anything, it's not really like natural talent, just how much time you put in. Because it's it doesn't really depend on like how good you like truly are. It's just like if you work on it, you'll just it just like comes naturally. Well, I will say this in terms of rating. Some of the some of the better raiders that that I've gone with have started out in PvP. Like they've been really exceptional PvPers, but they come into the raiding environment and they're just so used to their raid awareness is so high because they're so yeah. used to paying attention to everything that's going on that they're able to just avoid all of the bad stuff. So I find that that PvPers are can you know, are a good source for for finding good raiders sometimes. Yeah. I've seen that. It also works in the reverse too, because in some ways, sometimes people that PvP, sometimes they could be like really good and do all these flashy things, but sometimes people don't simplify it as good as they can. And sometimes, sometimes I'll just see PvEers like going into it. And if you just like, sometimes if you just maximize your damage, and you don't really try to do things like super crazy. You kind of just gonna win a lot too. Just zerk so. through it. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've, I've kind of noticed that because I mean, when I first started PvPing, I think that actually made me a better raider, um, just because I, I learned probably a little bit more of my about my toolkit. I mean, this was back in Cataclysm, but like you know, just be like, oh, scatter trapping, like that's a thing. Yeah, and I think and I think your reaction times go up a little bit too in your awareness, just because there's so many things coming at you, 
from so many mm-hmm. different sources, like even like your healers, like if you get bopped or if like the other, like if the mage icebox or like you have to make a CC, uh, I think that definitely helps you just gain a better understanding of your class and then probably just a little bit better at the game as well. But yeah, totally. Yeah. We got some questions for you though. Bunch of questions. Okay. Yeah, so just piggybacking off. Do you play other classes? Or I've always noticed playing other classes, or I need to know at least a little bit of what they're doing to PvP. Are you pure hunter, or do you have some others out there? Uh, well, before this expansion, I used to play Warrior and a Mage, but I like came back at like the very end of this expansion. I didn't like play the very beginning because I didn't really like hunters in PvP. Because when when you have to play BM in PvP as a hunter, it's it's not really as fun as the other specs. So I just I'll like play another game like League or something until it's like fun again for me. But yeah. Is that predominantly um your pet getting CC'd? Uh, it's just that the playstyle is kind of different. Like with with marksmanship, everything is kind of like on demand and like set up, but when you're like peeping, like even even if your pet has like full up time, it's it doesn't have like that like right feel for the setup that you'll get from playing something like marksmanship if you get like a full CC chain when you get your like instant aim proc or something like that with full focus. You so so you think it has like a better flow in a PvP or even arena setting? It just it, it works yeah. better for the, the needs of yeah. the group. Yeah. Cool. Also, sounds cool. shots pretty fun. Well, that's that's gone now, is it not? It's down to counter shot. Yeah, it is gone now. But kind I think it. I don't think it's as bad now because before I felt counter shot wasn't too reliable, but they've changed how server responsiveness works, so it's actually way more manageable to have counter shot because it had a travel time before, and the way the game used to work before they updated the responsiveness was things like would work in like pulses of every 400 milliseconds and action would be registered but everything would be like queued up for that 400 milliseconds so that's why sometimes you'll see something go off instantly and sometimes it'll take a while so if you do it at the very end of that queue you'll have to wait but if not hmm. but anyways the way they yeah, change right. the responsiveness is it's every 10 milliseconds so everything goes off faster so if you notice like if you use any of your abilities now they feel like they're going off a lot quicker the game yeah, well, yeah, kill shot for sure. I mean, they reduced the travel time on kill shot. I don't know if you've ever double tapped a kill shot recently in like the last yeah. week or two, but it, it doesn't even way. feel like you're double tapping it. Yeah, it goes crazy fast. Sometimes yeah. I hit it twice, and I thought, did I hit that twice, or was that once? Just because they're they're in such rapid succession. Yeah, probably like makes, I think it bugs. Yeah, probably makes getting kills on targets easier now too, right? Do you think that's a a, a bigger factor? Or no. Yeah, no. I I've noticed it's really good for getting kills. Like I've noticed my versus like really high. Awesome. Have you been playing much in 6.0? Uh, I've been playing the beta a pretty decent amount. I play, I, I try to play it around, like try to test everything out, and then for the meantime, since I've tested all the things I think I I wanted to, I've just kind of been chilling out and just playing other games while I wait for the expansion to come out. Yeah, do you have a preference, survival or marksmanship, right now in the beta? Uh, I like marksmanship. I want them to slightly tweak it. And then I think I'd really, really enjoy the spec. What would you like to see? Uh, I kind of was thinking they could rework the sniper training talent and make it affect aim shot only, but like make the coefficient like for the damage and crit chance like way higher. So you get rewarded heavily if you like give yourself time to sit there and cast an aim shot. So you're kind of like, so you, yeah, if, if you give yourself that window of opportunity to cast aim shots, you can get like really high DPS increases. So even in rating, if you give yourself like, oh, so you're to- saying, okay, I think I, I get what you're saying. So in PvP, it's pretty difficult to just stand still. So you want there to be a higher reward for standing still. 
right so like, training i get it okay yeah so it's more of like you're more of a caster because i feel if you have hunters in pvp where they're just doing instant damage if they're good or bad it's still like really weird for them to balance it because it doesn't really fit but if you make it like that then you're kind of in the caster category and if they try to bounce the game around having like a caster and a melee and a healer then it's a lot easier for blizzard to make the game like more enjoyable from like a spectator point of view or just more fun overall because if you have like class hacking like you have two melee or you have two wizards together it's not really enjoyable to watch i think as a spectator so what uh what drew you to the class at first like why did you pick hunter uh i always like playing range classes every game pretty sure it was like it was like nine and i watched lord of the rings or something can't remember exactly like a lot yeah it was either like something between that or like playing legend of zelda games so, I just like shooting people with my bow. All right, on that's how <laughs> that's how I picked it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I just like the the range. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, yes. And was Hunter your first class in WoW too? Uh, yeah, it was. The character I have is like my first character in WoW. Yes, dude, I like them. People keep their mains after all this time. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, how long have you been playing the game? Uh, on and off since Burning Crusade, I think like third or second patch of it. Okay. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, so it's been a while now. Yeah. It has been a while for you. Can we talk about um your age? Is that something you're comfortable yeah. with? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm completely so fine with it. Dilly is super young, dude. So that you had to have been how old when Burning Crusade was out? Let's see. So I'm 19 now. So I was like, ni- I'm pretty sure I was like nine years old. Oh man. Probably that's 10. Crazy. Yeah. One of, one of my like friends from like. Uh, it was like elementary school, I think, maybe middle school, where we're just moving into middle school. And he's just like, oh, play WoW. And I, I kept saying, like, no, you're dumb. And then I eventually, like, played it one day at his house. Like, he, like, passed out. And I was like, uh, I want to shoot shit on a hunter. And I just wanted to play the game after that. So. Yeah. And did was, you PvP was... back in, in BC? That was uh, a different game back then. I, I did a little bit. I tried to raid more, but. I was more of the classic hunt hard, pull everything, and then I didn't want to do it ever again. Because, <laughs> yeah, see, when you're nine years old and you're an idiot hunter, you're kind of the stereotype, and then <laughs> everyone laughs at you, so yeah, that's pretty much I was, how I got into PvP. I was 10 when I first started, and that was kind of the same way back in vanilla. Oh, my goodness. I would even pick up, like, cloth pieces. Oh, yeah, and- guilty. Totally guilty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, increasing I, your mana, I could cast more shots. That, that was these knees, man. Yeah. I only used I like, the fire like enchant because it looked cool. Yeah. For your weapons, yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know if we want uh, to sidetrack a little bit here, but my most <laughs> new my most new moment as a hunter was I had a whole mentality that once I shot the target and it came to me. Uh, I didn't really have to shoot my bow anymore. Like once the target closed the distance, I was a melee DPS now. Like I didn't think about disengage. Guilty. I didn't think about concussive shot. I was just like, oh, now I hit it with my sword. Okay, yeah, that was those were well, very interesting times. Well, back in vanilla too. I mean, we actually had multiple melee abilities, so it wasn't at all clear that you know you weren't supposed to do that when the the target reached you. I mean, so. It was very confusing at times because you know, and you ha- and you had melee weapons uh, to boot, so it just seemed like you know a natural thing to do. If a target was on top of you, you would just sit there and 
wing clip and uh, raptor strike and, <laughs> and try Mongoose and kill bite. it down. Yeah. Mongoose bite. Yeah. And we had all this melee stuff. You know, yeah. aspect, aspect of the monkey as well. So, I mean, you know, there was a lot there that, you know, made you think that meleeing as a hunter was, was okay. Yeah. I, I feel like they kind of threw together hunter class initially and we're kind of not really sure what they were trying to do, but it was very eclectic. Yeah. To have two the hunter movies. class was the last class they made in vanilla and almost got scrapped altogether. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think they were supposed to have focus initially, but then they, they, they just didn't implement it correctly. So they just kind of delayed it. Yeah. So, they, they didn't yeah. really know what to do. They're just like, uh, no, just give them mana. Get, go, okay, go. Yeah, I mean, that's, you didn't even get I... a pet until level 10. Oh, yeah. Huh. I remember that. And that was pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, that, up until that, very that recently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay, well, back And your off. pet's <laughs> auto-level now, too, right? Yeah, your pet's yeah, auto-level. Auto- yeah, it's great now. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. used to inspect your pet and have, like, an experience fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Okay. Actually, actually so. yeah. I, oh, go on. No, okay. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I, I was just saying I just remember the auto-leveling thing from, like, Cataclysm, because I remember, like, towards the end, people would do this thing in PvP, because people would use, like, monkeys as a pet, and, like, mm-hmm. you could dismiss your pets so you could get your, like, crit immunity debuff or yep. your stun, and then someone just figure out you could just abandon your monkeys, so there would just be this island where people would just constantly train their monkeys outside of arena matches, so sometimes... On like the populated PvP servers, there'd be a mind game of the people. They kill your monkey in the arena, and they'd follow you around on the island and kill all the monkeys you try to tame. So there's a really popular hunter back in the day, and like there's some video of him raging because they kept killing his monkeys, so he could just never have them at all. That's pretty good. That's a good story. But uh, <laughs> so going forward, is there any ability or mechanic that you're really looking forward to playing with in Warlords from the hunter? Uh, aspect of the hawk or fox. I like how it's like raid wide. I think it has a lot of potential. Do you think how often do you think that's gonna be coming into play in your arena matches? Uh it can be very frequent because it also applies to your sniper training debuffs, so you can use it selfishly for you to like give yourself a damage increase. Or if you're playing with like if you're playing with something like a feral druid where you'd want them to cast like something like a cyclone in their melee, you give them the opportunity to do that while moving. So that's so I never even thought of it like that. That perspective. Yeah. It's nice to have that kind of other window. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you give your you give your team a lot of utility with that, but it, it also depends on like what you're you're playing with. Like if you're playing with the word, it's not really going to be too useful. But if you're running with some kind of hybrid, I think it helps them out a lot. Right. On, how yeah. long do these arena matches typically go? Uh, well, it really depends on like what the the current the current like popular comp types are and what you're also running. So for last season, the most popular compositions would be something with like a warlock and resto shaman. And sometimes the games would be long and drawn out. Not really like they were so much better than other compositions, but in a tournament setting, they're just they're just a lot safer. And the thing is in a tournament, if if you're playing a comp that's like really high risk high reward if you mess up once it can be too much pressure on you to play well and having that safety net is really good for your mentality so that was something popular so playing matches like those they can go anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes especially if in a mirror match but playing a fast-paced composition like the one i'd run versus another one it could be like 
it could be a minute to three minutes, like if you're really fast paced. So it just really varies on what you're playing and what the other team's playing. What about things you're disappointed in? Um, do you think there's anything currently you think will need to be changed before we get the 100? Yeah, Chimera hits two targets. It breaks my traps. I don't like that. Yeah, that was a concern when they initially uh, design, redesigned Chimera Shot to, to do the, the cleave, and a lot of hunters were kind of upset that that could break their traps. I really feel uh, that <laughs> our CC has kind of gone down the drain, man. Like, have you seen the travel yeah. time on our traps? Like, have you seen that? Yeah, what what I've what I've worked around with it is I've been using the post-haste talent. So I'll use the post-haste and aspect of the cheetah. So I'll just like kind of run in and run out. And because if you place on your feet, you kind of get it activated instantly. So you oh, just kind of so you don't do trap launcher. Yeah, I'll, I'll use the trap, trap launcher. Slow. I I'll use it certain times. Like sometimes I'll use the the conch shot and trap them because it it can work like that. But if you can't if you can't reliably get off like another CC, like if you're playing against like a druid, you're not really going to be able to get it on them without them dodging it. So you're going to want to get close up to them. I'll be damned. I never even thought about turning off launcher and just disengaging onto a target to drop a trap. That's crazy. I yeah. PvP in my feral, and that's one thing I've seen lately. It's what hunters are doing. It's annoying, but yeah. yeah they they activate sufficient. instantly, so. Yeah, it's, like it's amazing. Present. Yeah. And like just, just being able to get there so fast because the... Speed buff from post haste and aspect of the cheetah. They've stacked for a while, so I've always tried to use those two together. And now, since you don't even have to keep up your main aspect, it's a lot easier to to switch between both. You just kind of keep it up all the time. No, that makes that makes a, a heck of a lot of sense. You know, and, and those are the types of things that we you know. Certainly in PVE, we we don't have to we don't think about too much. But you know, back to Chimera shot real quick. Yeah, that I mean. Having like an AOE ability being part of your main rotation or really your your signature shot that that wasn't something I was uh, too happy about. I mean it's 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 neat in concept, but but for the exact reasons you talked about, and it's probably worse in PvP than it is in PVE with the potential to break CCs and 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 everything else. That this uh, lack of control right. that you have over the targets that it hits. Yeah, like I, I think I think they had like a good sense of like, of them wanting to have like. That kind of mechanic, if they kept all those CCs they used to have, but by taking them out, they don't really need to keep that. It's the same thing, like, I think Warriors, like, Whirlwind's one of their main damage abilities that they're playing arms in PvP, and that's going to break their CC, so I've seen a lot of Warriors playing Protection instead in PvP. They have, like, a thing called Glider Stance, I think, and I guess it works out pretty well, because they have, like, more control on their tank gear. Kind of, kind of piggybacking on that trap thing, um... My biggest curiosity for you in regards to our CC, and I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like without scattershot, how are you going to line up CC on a target? Um, like, are you going to take Wyvern now and, and kind of use that as a replacement? Or are you, are you going to CC off like a finding shot? Are you going to CC off another classes? I mean, what would be the most ideal way for you to set up a trap? Um, I think it depends on what I'm playing with. So if I was playing with a warrior and he's like running something like Shockwave, if he were to be a protection warrior, so he would only be doing single target, but he have the AOE shockwave, I'd probably run like Wyvern, and then try to Wyvern the off target when he shockwaves, and then run up to the healer and then just get a trap on them. But playing with something else, like maybe like a Paladin, where they already have Hammer of Justice, I'd probably just use the Blinding Shot, and then trap off that, or his Hammer of Justice. You kind of want to be creative depending on what you're running with, because you'll, you'll rot rotate them. Like last season, the way it was, was most of the time, 
instead of like scatter trapping, it would actually be like better to like use your wyvern into a half trap because you have like your PvP proc trinket and they have like the same cooldown, so you can kind of just use those together and it'd just be like efficient damage all the time. So I think it's the only real way that CC's changed now, but it's still okay. pretty similar. Gotcha. Yeah. People didn't <laughs> trap off scatter too much, I think. I, I, you might be right because I mean I I don't really know what the uh, higher levels of PvP do, but like whenever I was doing like my casual twos and threes, that was how I trapped. Like I was just, okay, yeah. going into the scatter trap. But I mean, it makes sense to be able to learn how to to trap on off of multiple different things like that. That just seems like a more advanced play. I, I totally. Agree. Oh yeah, like totally. It was a thing uh, that people like really used to do, and I like I I, I still enjoy doing it. It it just. I guess the the game was like last season. Everyone was so mobile, so it'd be a lot easier for people to eat traps. So you'd have to try to set yourself up in ways they couldn't eat it. So you'd want to set up your chain off of maybe like a stun or something else, and use your scatter as like an an off CC. And let me ask you about wyvern sting real quickly for uh, for those who don't know. For warlords of Draenor, they they've changed it so now it's got a one and a half second cast time. Is that uh, what's the impact of that on on PvP? Uh, I actually don't think it's like too bad. It doesn't really bother me too much because in the comps I'm like using it for cross control. Like I actually think it's like a cool setback. I I don't mind having like punishment on an ability like that because before I felt there was such high reward for the ability and no risk. And I think that's kind of a bad design. So putting a cast on onto it's pretty good. I still think it's really powerful too. Uh, All right, do you well, have like? Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you have any uh, wish list of like abilities you're hoping we'll get? Um, well, they have the glyph for it, but I would kind of like just without the glyph to just have snake trap back. It's my favorite ability. You like snake trap? Yeah, cause um, priests are psychic scream. It has like it fears like oh. five targets. Oh, so yeah, yeah. The mind game we would do in like PvP was you would, if you were fighting like a healing priest, you would try to bait them to come into your team and make them think that they're going to be safe, especially if you had a priest on your team. But you would use your snake trap and you'd summon the snakes, and then they'd fear that, and then your priest would get the counter fear on them, and you could win a game off that. So that it's like my favorite thing to do, and like you could use stampede in the same way too, except it was like more instant because you know, just press stampede. It's the only thing I don't like. And you can get Snake Trap from a Glyph now. Is that something you'd be doing for PvP then? Or is um, it not worth it because you'd be giving up too much? I'm not sure. Yeah, because sometimes the, the Glyph slots that you already have are so important. And the pace of the game has changed in a way that I'd, I'm i not too sure if like it's needed anymore. So I, I kind of want to wait for more of the more of the like arena to be played at level 100 to really know for sure but for right now it seems like it's just not as valuable as it was before yeah you, you just brought up pace of the game and i know you said you kind of want to wait to see the meta game evolve for this upcoming season but how do you think the matches are going to be paced out now like is is the game a lot slower or um well game games at the start of, the, of a new expansion are always really slow paced but Sometimes they'll also have like really fast paced melee compositions, and every single melee class seems a bit slightly overtuned right now. So 
you're gonna see fast paced games with those and hunters are gonna fit pretty well with melee classes so slightly overtuned yeah slightly is a bit exaggerated but <laughs> it makes me happy because I, I always played with like melee classes that people said sucked last season so now all my partners are now the overpowered class so now hunters instead of running of, uh, yeah hunters have always seemed to do rather well with melee i've noticed yeah i i've always liked playing a hunter with a melee you just bring a lot of utility to them so it was nice playing something that was like not the preferred thing because other hunters like playing with the warlock playing with the melee was cool and now it's like this the strong thing so it's like you go from being underpowered to overpowered it's just kind of like tables of turn kind of thing Now, in terms of the, the the three specs, I guess marksmanship is looking, like, and we know it's good for for PVE. And is that looking like the the spec as well for for PvP? And 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 in addition to that, you know, of the three specs, which is your preferred spec for for PvP? Um, I like marksmanship, and then secondarily, I like survival. I like survival and duels a lot more now than marksmanship. It's really good for cutting. And also, I think if I was to play with a caster. I think the way they've made survival with a 12-second trap cooldown, I would probably play survival if I were playing with something like a warlock, because it would give them a lot of free room to run around and cast, because 12-second slow trap and just consistent pressure and damage would help a caster out more than having like that burst of marksmanship. I feel marksmanship also just requires having a melee on your team so you can have just that burst together. So I think both can work out, which I kind of like. But BM has been the one that I, I just haven't played too much. How's marksmanship right now? Or I don't know if you're playing many skirmishes or in the beta. Uh, Are you yeah, getting in so. trouble with uh, getting kind of trained just so you can't get that uh, sniper training buff? Or are people still ignoring hunters mostly? Um, yeah, I will not be able to get out my sniper training buff too much um, in like a 2v2 environment. But certain team compositions that I've been running three v three, I've been able to find myself in spots that I'm able to keep it up. Or sometimes we can have enough pressure that I know that I'm going to be just safe sitting still for a second. Or just when I have my biggest damage, I know that I can keep up keep up my buff for a second, move, have that sniper training damage, get out my full focus dump, and then give myself like some time popping the aspect of the hawk to wait until the sniper training buff reactivates on me, and then get my damage back up. So you can kind of like weave it in in PvP where you don't have to completely stand still, that you're just giving yourself that time to just stand still, get the buff and move. Which yeah, I think so is, is, cool. is that more about kind of column humping or is there a strat you're using to uh, really get the most out of that? Um, most of it is like sometimes going to be like cross control. So if I get like someone with a stun on another person or if I get control onto their healer and we get a stun onto whatever DPS it is, if we can get high burst damage and go really offensive at that point, they're gonna ha their team has to play defensively, so they can't really go in and punish me as hard. Because even if I'm forced to move, I'm still gonna have some high damage. And also using things like your explosive trap to like knock people out of range while you're still standing still can help you out too. Yeah, and you you mentioned cross control <laughs> earlier, uh, especially for those wanting to play survival. I know hunters generally have kind of a different strat for trapping and CC than others since our CC is very dispellable. Uh, could mm -hmm. you give an overview for those of us who are more raid-centered and wanting to get into PvP? How do we... What's what's the strat look like for CC coming in Warlords? 
Um, so generally, if your teammate has like a targeted sun, like say you have a death knight where they have something like a 68, which in PvP they'll give up their strangulate to get a 68 because it's a 30 second cooldown stun, which is a lot better for them. Also synergizes well with your trap cooldown because they're both 30 seconds. So you're gonna if you're playing with a death knight, you pretty much are always just gonna trap right off to the end of his asphyxiate. And then you're just kinda gonna hit one target. Or if you're playing with a rogue, um you can kind of freely CC their healer or whoever you're not on while you open on one target, since rogues are always gonna stun one target. So if you run something like Wyvern Sting, you could let the rogue cheap shot one target and you cast a Wyvern on uh the target who can either poison dispel. So if they have a druid on their team and the druid's their healer, you could just use the wyvern sting and cast it onto the druid. And then you could run up to the other DPS and you can place your trap on him. But if it's the reverse where the druid is the DPS and the healer is something like a priest, you could run up to the priest and you could place your trap on him. And then you could put your sleep onto the druid, and neither of them can dispel each other. So that's the kind of thing you'll want to do. And you can do those very quickly, like at the same time. By the time you finish getting off your cast of your weapon sting, you could be in position to trap. So. Cool. So has that changed much, going from you know 5.4 to 6.0? Or are you um, still using a lot of the same strat? Yeah, no, it hasn't really, it hasn't really changed too much. Um, towards the end of like 5.4, people just completely stopped like they stopped really using their scatter shot as their initiation for their cc and they used it as more of like the gap into more cc which i think is why blizzard removed it as they thought it was just kind of like a bad ability because when it gets to the point that it's just that that little thing that makes a gap between a big cc chain you can get people and cc for like 30 seconds and it's just because of having that scatter shot to give you time for your drs to just take full effect so you're you're okay with that change? You think that was yeah. pretty fair? Yeah, I don't mind it. I like the instant trapping too. It's it's really cool. What are the, that trap radius is significantly bigger now. Is that uh helping? Can you get two with one ice trap now? Uh, you cannot get two with one ice trap. I'm not completely sure how it works yet because I see the reticle radius, but I haven't seen like the activation on that work. It the, the activation radius on it still looks. Similar to the old ones, so I'm not completely sure on yeah, how it I works. I would like to know as well. I, w I wonder if we can do some testing on that. But like, since the radius is larger, and like, say there's two people in there, like, wh wh who who determines who's going to eat the trap? You know, uh, the way the way it has worked is the person that's closest to it. So sure. that's closest to the center, most point of the trap, or just yeah, to, to the to the center of the trap. So okay, yep. So that's how the mechanic has been since I think. I think since mob might have been since Cataclysm, but that's so towards the end of like last yeah the last couple seasons of mob people would just want to trap off with stuns because if you aimed it correctly and got it like dead center on a target, you would get yourself in a position that people couldn't really eat it because they would always prefer to activate on whoever was like dead center and in control first something like that. So I think it still has that same kind of mechanic. Whoever is going to be the closest to it. It's gonna activate on them first, and if it's like fifty-fifty, it'll just, yeah, just go down to RNG. So that kind of covers freezing. Are you still with the increased damage to uh, explosive trap? Are you still glyphing that most of the time, or are you using that damage for ticks sometimes? 
Uh, I always use the explosive trap knock glyph. That's my that's my favorite glyph that they've ever given hunters. I think I've I've experimented with it a lot. I've had some games, even in tournaments, where I've had a trap miss somehow. Like maybe if they have a shadow priest on their team, and one thing that shadow priests will do is they'll grip their healer with their life grip and they'll grip them out of your trap. And by using explosive trap, I've been able to knock them back into that trap. So it's kind of like a ping pong. And it looks kind of oh, funny. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So just getting cool things like that. So I like it. You can use it offensively and defensively. So I think I'm going to keep using that glyph for a long time. Sweet. Is there any point where that damage will become useful? Um, Especially a survival, I'm, perhaps? Perhaps a survival with a warlock, but I'm not completely sure. Maybe if if you if I had someone on my team that also had a knockback, like if I had maybe a warlock and a druid on my team, and we're just trying to do damage to everyone, it might not be worth it to have that knock from there, as the druid already has its own knock, and knocks kind of dr with each other. I think so. It would be somewhat pointless to have my glyph, and instead, if I could just have some AOE damage, it could help out. But going going for something that has AOE damage is not really something. People will very frequently do, especially as a hunter. You're more in PvP. You're very like single target focused, even though you have that high potential damage for high AOE, a survival. It it's a lot easier for you to counteract that in PvP. But warlocks do make that job a bit better for you, as they can just dot everything up. And so the that kind of brings us to another tier uh, with power shot and that. Pretty big knockback. Are you? Uh, do you have a favorite ability with a barrage glaive toss still for Kaidin or power shot? Um, power shot I like sometimes because you can use it with the aspect of the fox, but I never feel like get it off too much in a game. And I ended up playing around with it since there's some more fervor, and now you have thrill of the hunt, and your aim shots your your main focus. Some I've been enjoying glaive toss. It's Actually, just like a, a short cooldown way of me giving myself a way to proc my Thrill of the Hunt so that I can get a reduced focus aim shot. So in an opener, I'll just Chimera and Glaive Toss and give myself the time to get the Thrill of the Hunt proc so I can just aim shot spam. I feel it works out pretty well for the most part if I get all my other damage abilities. <coughs> and is Barrage just useless for PvP right now, even with the increased damage, the high focus um, cost, and... Breaking CC too much? Well, you could use it before you CC, and it does really high damage. It's just, it, it just doesn't feel like very reliable. Glaive Toss, like, I think is the most reliable of the talents, so even though you have the other utilities of the other ones, I think overall Glaive Toss kind of gives you more, plus it's slow from it. It's pretty good. And then you mentioned playing in the beta, so let's go up to those level 100 talents. What's, uh, What's your PvP choice? Maybe both uh, for threes and for hanging out in Ashran. For most of the time, I love the exotic ammunitions. I kind of like my pet because of having Master's Call and Rose Sacrifice are really useful mm-hmm. in PvP. But in a few situations where I've been playing with the Rogue, where you just kind of always want to start off the game and just kind of have a really good opener, I would given up my pet, gone with the lone wolf talent to have that bonus damage, and gone for like a really early kill. And it's worked out a couple times, but I don't think it's something reliable. It's more of like a gimmicky strategy. 
but I think it can work more with with a rogue in PvP over any other class as a hunter. Because not having a pet leaves you just too squishy, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then it, I'm I'm curious to know, and I know a couple other listeners are as well, um, one of my buddies included, but how often would you say you ever chained or sacrifices? Is that a thing? Oh, before in Cataclysm? All the time. Or even, even, in Mop, even in Mop, because like pets, you could have four or five roars of sack. I mean, would you just like dismiss pet sack, dismiss pet sack? Is that... Oh, right. Yeah, that, that was the thing people did. I, I came back into playing Mop right after they nerfed Goat Debuff. So um, I actually didn't experience the, the point in Mop where they still had that. But there was one thing, there's a bug with Stampede, where if you had your main pet out of line of sight and you Stampede, you could use the Roar Sacrifice from the Stampeded pets and your main one wouldn't go on cooldown. So you could kind of give yourself a back-to-back. For a sacrifice. That was okay. really the only... So just a double. That was kinda... Yeah. Gotcha. All right. I All right. miss Stampede being crazy OP. Those are the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Link's Rush. Yeah, didn't it one-shot when it first came out? The one-shot so... macro for Haunters. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. Oh, cool. And I assume you don't... Focusing shot is just out for PvP? Yeah, I think it's not really something too reliable. The ammunitions, I think you can give yourself either damage, like sometimes you can give yourself the poison ammunition, or just the frost ammunition is really good. You could have your main target slowed while you can just permanently keep up concussive shot on an off target, so you can kind of kite multiple people at once. And is that something you would ever change mid-arena, or that you're pretty much deciding when you see what your comp is? Uh yeah, you pretty much would decide seeing what your comp is. But it could it could come down to it. Like uh I had a couple times where I was playing beta and we had a two v two game come down to a one v one, so it changed out from something like a poison because we wanted a bit more damage to the frost ammunition so I could win the one v one. And it worked out pretty well. So things like that are I think the only situations where you'll swap it out. Well cool. I think we've got some questions from Twitter also. I don't know, Dark Brew, you want to start on that? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so some of our, we asked, reached out to our listeners and they sent us some, some questions for you to answer. This first one's a bit odd. I, I know this guy plays a hunter, but this is from Brian Sean on Twitter. And he's asking if he should PvP with his Fury Warrior for the cool looking armor set. And I, I, I guess, I think he should PvP with his hunter. I know. <laughs> Personally. Yeah, he could. PvP on his hunter, I think, but I mean, maybe the Fury Warrior life is for him. I I, I say know. he play a I say he play a hunter, but I mean, I think hunter has cooler looking armor. Yeah, I but, haven't really seen the the. I don't recall what the hunter PvP armor looks like, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the ones gen- they have right now are not too good. But I like some of the old school ones, so they make me. Yeah, happy. I was gonna say with uh, with the, that question, I was kind of wondering, uh, do you? <laughs> mess with transmog what do you like to mog into do you go with the classic like rangerish look or do you just go like crazy big um what's the daily blue transmog i used to have like a super huge thing for having like a million transmogs i used to go with like tons of green sets and i'd slot them up all the time like my bank on my main hunter is like completely filled up like the, it was like my my hidden like pleasure i used to pvp but i also like love doing transmog raids yeah and dude. then i and then i kind of just like 
uh, stuck with like one of the Cataclysm PvP sets as my transmog. I use like the Fire Helm just because it's kind of weird to explain it. You kind of just play better one? with the, the yeah. purple. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Uh, not, not even the purple. There was an elite set if you had oh, the red. Rating. Yeah, yeah so I have the red that set. Great. And then from Wrath of the Lich King, they had a, like a red tabard, and then I had the fire crown, so I got like a whole red transmog. Makes me like feel like I'm playing better. So I don't know. I have like all these other transmog sets that I think look cooler, but it's just I guess it's like one of those mental things. That hey, if you look good, you play good. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Passion's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, the transmog was like one of the the best features that they 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 introduced. I mean, it really yeah brought life so. back to the you know brought life back to to those <laughs> old raids to give you a purpose to go in there and, and get the loot as well as you know even go out and do some PvP. I don't PvP a lot, but it's gotten me to go out and PvP and earn some honor just to get some of the weapons and and other other items just just to look cool. Yeah, no, I I think stuff like that is like awesome. I th- I think that was like my favorite thing they put in the game. Especially letting people use that crown of destruction from old molten core. It's my favorite item in the game. Just like having that little crown of fire over myself. So when they put in transmog, <laughs> it used to make me really happy. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Solar, you want to take the next question? Yeah. Uh, yeah. From uh, Spanky. Okay. Yeah. Wait. What? This is from Spanky Hunter. Yeah. Okay. Dilda, I yes. got a question for you. Okay. So the travel time <laughs> that was interesting. The travel time on trap launcher and lack of scatter shot. Uh, CC will be back to kiting for us. I guess that was his question. Um, how do you think this will go? Like, do you, like how much? We kind of touched on this already. So let's talk a little bit about kiting. Like, how do you think uh, is just going to be? Like, how would you kite someone? Break it down. Like, what would you use to kite? What classes would you be looking to kite? What are better classes to kite? Harder classes to kite? Let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that because that was kind of something we didn't touch yet. Whew. This is a hard question for me to answer for someone properly, mainly because, well, I know how to kite really well. I do it a lot in duels, but when I play arena, I play so high risk, high reward that I kind of just ignore the people on me in a way. I don't really care if like there's like a melee close range to me. Like I'll always be really pushed up into their team, as I'll be in more of an aggressive position. Because the way I kind of see hunters in some ways is you're the best way to have your defense is if you're being offensive so the more pressure you get onto their, their team the way like the harder it is for them to kill you so instead of in, in an arena instead of me focusing all my time on trying to kite some kind of melee I'll instead focus more onto just getting out control on their healer and maybe just like running around and slightly knocking their melee around so like if i were to be on like blade's edge versus a warrior I'll, like, maybe position myself, like, in the middle of the map. And if he, like, comes up to charge me, I'll just place, like, a knock trap and knock him off. And then I'll just, like, keep running and doing whatever I want to assume. But I won't, like, specifically, like, focus on it. But in another environment, like, you just want to, like, permanently conch trap people. Use your aspect of the cheetah. Run around with post haste. You would use, like, feign death and camouflage as, like, ways for people to target you for a second. Because they're both usable in combat. And even though they don't... Yeah, even though they don't do too much, just giving yourself that one second of someone detargeting you actually can help you out a lot. So in a PvP, or yeah, in like a duel or PG setting, you just want to pretty much use all of your CCs and just rotate them as smoothly as possible. As long okay. as you don't stack them up, it kind of works out. 
Toro from Twitter asks, uh, an outlasting opponents is probably not viable. Is our burst enough to do some good in arenas? Yeah, from what I've what I've noticed, our burst is really high. Uh, Emerald of Crisis talent, something that I've been using for a long time. It's my favorite damage ability, having all those curse on people. I feel like they've buffed it because it, it now has a one minute cooldown. So you know, if you're a human hunter, you get to be happy having the PvP proc trinket and Anius. Anius has a one minute cooldown, so you pretty much can use your murder of crows and proc trink or in Anius trinket together. Just macro them, and the proc trinket has a similar cooldown. So generally, what I do is I just wait for all of them to come up and just buff them together. You actually get really high burst damage. So I think most of your kills are going to come in that like one minute window as a hunter. So even in your opener too, you're able to pop that murder of crows and pop your chimera shot, rapid fire, and glaive toss, and by that time, you have time to spam aim shot. And if you don't have your sniper training, you can just aspect of the fox and run around, spam aim shot. And you and your teammates should be able to have enough time to set up something huge in the opener, especially when playing with a melee. All right, and our last Twitter question, this is actually from JC Sway, who's the hunter blogger over at lolsurvival.blogspot.com. And he asks, I think we covered this a little bit, but I would love to hear about the best uses of traps in PvP. I think he's pretty much a survival hunter, so we can head to that realm. Okay, so as a survival hunter, depending on the team you're fighting, you actually will rotate your traps. So as marksmanship, you're going to see yourself being super mainly limited in that you're just focusing on freezing traps. And you'll mostly ignore your AoE slow trap. And you'll just pretty much just have your freezing explosive, that's it. But as a rival, you'll kind of you'll kind of rotate. You want to find yourself a balance. Yeah, especially now you have the twelve second trap cooldown. You have way more opportunities for you to just keep kiting their team around the map with constant slow traps. You can just give yourself all this like area for you you and your team to just freely kite. And since you're not really doing too much burst damage, you're just doing consistent pressure. You're mainly just gonna be using your traps to just give yourself that window of the opportunity and just proc entrapment for yourself. And once you've gotten someone low enough is when you're going to swap from using an ice trap into a freezing one. Okay, well, that was very comprehensive. I like that. I didn't know that you yes. would actually change up traps for different specs, but right on, man. I think cool. we have one more question for you, Dark. You want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple more things real quick. And since, like, you know, most of our listeners are, are PVE oriented and we don't tend to talk a lot about PVP on the show. Uh, looking ahead to Warlords of Draenor, uh, what kind of advice or, or tips can you give to our hunters to see what they can do to get into PvP? So anyone interested in getting into PvP for Warlords of Draenor, what sort of advice do you have for them? Okay, well, I'm going to use this example, assuming that you're fully PvP geared at this point. If not, then I'll say you know, do your PTs or skirmishes, whatever. But for the most part, PvP really is you want to just kind of find yourself some partners that you have something in common with. And for a lot of players, it honestly comes out to, to dueling. I know for me, I transferred to some like high population PvP server and I just duel all the people I saw that would be super high rated. So if you actually if you actually fight those people who are high rated and try really hard in duels and you impress them, then even though duels aren't balanced, they'll kind of want to play with you. So maybe they'll do like 2v2s or like a random BG with you. 
and you just keep playing with those people and keep kind of impressing them and you get yourself into more serious pvp and that's yeah that's how you'll get yourself into like high level arenas pretty much but if you're just wanting to get into just doing bgs or rated battlegrounds i would just try to find your own like little your your core group of friends that you're just going to be consistently running with and try to play with that cuz i think the environments from battle uh from battlegrounds to arenas are a lot different i'd say the rated battlegrounds are going to have more of like like a family and community kind of like you would have in like a raiding guild whereas arenas you kind of have like i guess more like brothers like having a competition all the time i guess you're kind of cutthroat against each other so even the people like you're all friendly with all the time so you play against each other you just hate them and want to beat them up kind of thing <laughs> well that sounds like fun yeah it's it's really fun like fighting some of your best friends is really fun in, in arena like i i don't know especially like in a tournament it's, it's like a weird feeling that, like i don't know you go into it assuming like you don't want to fight your friends but when you do fight them you're kind of just trying to show each other up and it's really fun it's so, it's really hard to explain it so so barred from finding people you enjoy playing with and just kind of getting comfortable with whatever comp you're running how would you say like uh someone who, who's just breaking into the scene like learning about how to best apply their abilities i mean of course they could go back and listen to this show or maybe like watch a, a skill cap video or read a forum post or something like that but how do you build familiarity and success with your toolkit uh just probably just dueling and doing bgs honestly a lot outside of doing like an arena or anything serious like if you just do those all the time at, at least it gives you a fam familiarity with your own abilities whether or not you learn what other classes can do or how you can use those in a closed environment or in other situations you at least get yourself familiar with your own abilities and, and if you're already someone like a raider for the most part it'll it'll be like pretty easy for you to catch on you'll be very efficient with how you're going to want to do things like damage. So the only thing you're going to need to pick up is like your utility and kiting. And even then, that's something that you'll still know uh, mostly or slightly from PVE. So it's so it's not as rough for the transition. In. Yeah, it's just it, all all the game is, I think, is putting in time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. But like as far as like learning, I don't know, I mean, starting to break into advanced concepts, I mean, anyone can pretty quickly pick up on what buttons need to be pressed in order to do the damage but like you know learning like uh like what cc or what counters certain classes or comps have against you i mean when should that start being brought into play like if someone's just looking to i don't know maybe Ooh. step up and do some moderately competitive pvp now breaking out of kind of just the rbg grind and stuff like or bg grind rather oh okay so out of that yeah that is that is back into what i said so Maybe if they implement skirmishes correctly, then maybe doing skirmishes a lot more if you're moving out of BGs. So, and then from moving on to skirmishes, same thing I said earlier, doing duels. So maybe even instead of doing something like threes, like you can just start doing twos because that's that's what I've started out with. So even though it's not like the most competitive bracket or not the the bracket they balance the most, you can still learn a lot about the game just doing a lot of twos matches because sometimes they'll be longer pace especially if you have a healer dps match if, as long as you're not playing something that's like with the rest of shaman like you're playing two fast paced other dps classes you can actually learn a lot about your own class because it will rely more on you as a dps to set things up so you give yourself 
longer frame of time for you to learn. Whereas if you just go into a 3v3 match, you could just have like one teammate just kill someone fast or yeah. your team just kills their team fast. So you can't really learn as much. Yeah, totally agree with that. Cool, man. I like that. All right. And I think we've got one last question. And this is actually my favorite. I've interviewed a couple PVPers over on Thrill of the Wild. And uh, one I find most have a good story to is uh, I was wondering if you have any amazing stories of, you know, this one time when you were outnumbered or outgeared and managed to pull some spectacular victory. I don't know if you've done much world PvP, but let's hear it. Best victory ever. Ooh, best victory ever? So, like, in a world PvP setting? Any setting. Your choice. Any setting? Even, like, an arena? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Ooh, RPGs, arenas, sure. world PvP. What was the most amazing Ooh. thing you've ever done? Okay. This is a tough one. I had a really good season. Um, yeah, you did, dude. Are, are you pulling rank one? Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you, but I looked at your rating earlier and I was like, dang. Yeah, I actually don't think I got it on one of my alt hunters because I kind of, <laughs> I kind of tanked it from rank one range to like duelist range, back to rank one. I've been down like ten times the last night helping all my friends go anywhere from twenty two hundred to rank one. But anyway, so before you're still I get pulling like, it on one character. Yeah, I got I got on my main like super safely. Oh, sweet, dude. Got, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Um, so let me think. Oh, favorite victory. Hmm. Okay, actually, I I think I think the best arena match or series I had in, in like my entire history. Well, it probably had to be the one that got us qualified for the regionals tournament. So we had to play in an online qualifier, and it was double elimination. So we had gone barely knocked down to the losers bracket. And we had to fight the winner of these two teams, and they were, in my opinion, two teams that really deserved to go. And they were top top tier PVPers, and only one of them was going to get the spot. They had to take each other out, and both of the matchups were somewhat hard for us. Um, the teams were uh, Vanguard's, a well known Ren and Hanson Shaman, mm-hmm. playing with playing with the Priest Fusion and a hunter named Tony Cell. And they were fighting against Novos, Sharpstorm, and Thugonomics, who actually ended up qualifying for BlizzCon. Playing uh, uh, Ellie Shaman, Warlock, and a Mistweaver. So we had our series versus them. And going into that, pretty much everyone thought we were going to lose that series. No one thought that that was a good matchup for composition. Everyone was laughing at us having a rep pally because they were considered the joke spec. Um, but we prepared a lot for that matchup. And we worked really hard. We did like a bunch of skirmishes against people also running that comp. Mm-hmm. So I think we ended up being more prepared than them. So we got into those games. And the way it works out in the best of five format is you start out every series on the grand arena, which is like the most balanced arena. And the loser of each round chooses the favorable amount. And in this matchup, it's really important for us to win the first game because. We have two maps that are favorable towards us, the Dalaran Arena and Ruins of Lordaeron, because they're, they're kind of smaller maps. So for our kind of composition, it's a lot better for us. And for them to have something like the Blades Edge Arena or Pulveron Arena, where it's really big, they can choose those whenever they lose, and they'll just have that huge advantage right there. And uh, <laughs> so since we put all of our practice into winning that first game, I think it helped out our team's confidence. And we caught them off guard using strategy. So we won our first game and 
the way the matchup kind of works out is it's a really long game because they have a lot of ways to get out of a priestess fear. So we actually calculated it that he has to get a fear off cooldown all game long. And the time that we win is when he gets like a full fear with our full CC chain and that takes 10 minutes. So all of our games were exactly <laughs> one of 10. We won all of our games exactly at 10 minutes. So it was really funny. We, we pretty much have to play perfectly 10 minutes straight and our comp is very forgiving. So it's like really stressful matches for us. And I wanted to go to New York so badly because it's always been like my dream to go there. So we won our first game and we we're like super confident because uh, we caught them off guard with the strategy like we had, we had never done before by going onto their Warlock. And that's not something people really expect, especially not when you have a Red Paladin. So we got that. And on our second map, they chose Blade Touch Arena, which we didn't really expect to beat them on. So we lost that game just very barely like... Uh, they lived at like 1% HP, and I kind of just got gived randomly because Sally Shaman sort of just brought you down sometimes. So we were sad about that, and we were trying not to get frustrated. So after that game, we had another very long game, and I think the map we picked was Dalaran Sewers. So we had, our again, our 10-minute game because we needed our time, our perfect opportunity to win, and we got that. And our our final game was on their map choice, and we actually ended up winning. And that was probably the hardest game I've ever played. Their team played pretty much perfectly, and I think so did ours. And like the entire time, like I was like shaking and super nervous and like scared. Like I I didn't really have that much experience playing something like that, and knowing that if I had lost like the series, I, I wouldn't have made it to New York. So. It just felt like a lot of pressure onto me because I just always wanted to go there. So we were able to do something clutch. Uh, we ended up getting like a crazy long CC chain, and I, I I knocked their healer into a trap, and that's how we won the game because they they pulled him out of it using the Warlock's Gateway, something similar to that, and knocking him in made me like scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and we got their final kill, and like. My parents were like coming at me like what what happened because I was like screaming top of my lungs like New York New York like yeah awesome, yeah yeah like <laughs> my teammates cool. and I were that's were, amazing like, yelling yeah I like I actually think started it's... crying <laughs> yeah dude that's emotional moments man I mean when oh, I I like ran around my room for like four minutes after we killed Hero Garrosh I was like way too pumped I know those feels. oh my god those feels yeah. are amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah stuff like that is awesome. It it was weird because like I was I wasn't that interested in making it to BlizzCon, but at least making it to the regional is way more important to me. So at least making it to there made me super happy. So fortunately, cool. did not get to play them there, but yeah, worked out. I just think it's crazy you guys had to play perfect ten minute games in such a high stress situation. Like that's that's yeah. just beyond me. That's very impressive. It's yeah, that's kind of why I thought comps like that are good in a tournament like i kind of underplayed it before that but just because they have such a safer time like the, more the pressure's on us and them so they can more relax and like let themselves fuck up more than we can <laughs> I don't know. it was pretty it was pretty fun though it's a good time would do it again well that that's 
I think that was pretty comprehensive. Does that do it for us, or do we have anything else? Or <coughs> trying to look at the show notes here, Dark. What do you say? Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else. The only other question, maybe, is uh, what do you think about? Uh, well, two things: PvP related for Warlords of Draenor. Ashran is that something you're looking forward to? And what about the anniversary event where they're going to bring back the South Shore Terran Mill? I mean, you started playing in Burning Crusade. I think. That was all yeah. wrapped up by that time, so you maybe didn't participate in the original. But what do you think about both those features? Yeah, I actually really like world PvP areas. I like being in like open areas where I can just kill people. I yeah, I really like killing shit. Just kind of sucks because in raiding, you can't always kill them, the mobs as soon as you see them, and it kind of irritates me. Hey, I'm just saying, if you're alliance, Siege of Orgrimmar was PvP. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. True. Yeah. Very yeah. long PvP. <laughs> very, <laughs> very long. You would have I not, not get enjoyed to having to do a 14 minute encounter just to finally be able to kill it, I think. Yeah. All, all I know is I got one of my real life friends to do a heroic kill for me on like one of my alt hunters. So worked out for me. I got my bow. So Your I'm mount? all happy. There's a mount? What the f- <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's a there's a big robot scorpion you can get. It looks awesome. Huh. Better cash in on that man quickly before yeah. watch drops. It's going to go down to one percent. It's you get two guaranteed drops right now. Go, go really? Super easy. You can get it. I can't believe I didn't notice it. So wait, is it from the mythic or? Yep. Yeah, yeah. This it's is from, from the mythic. mythic. Are you saying you oh, did heroic okay. or you did mythic? Yeah, yeah. I I did, I did the heroic. I did okay. it for the the boat. Oh, okay. So I got to do it on mythic. Okay. Yeah, see, they screwed everything up when they changed the the names. I, I, you know. Anyway, I could yeah, I was referencing on. like the old heroic, <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, they needed to come up with a new name for Flex, and they should have left everything else as you know normal and heroic, and just come up with something else for Flex and leave LFR where it is. I, I don't know. That would have made life a little easier. A little bit. Yeah, I was kind of confused <laughs> with the reading things. See, before I was okay with just LFR and. Things like that, but Flex kind of confused me, so it's really hard yeah. for me to get into anything coming into this I'm, expansion. And even though I've been playing in the beta <laughs> and, and whatnot, like I logged into 6.0 and pulled up my character sheet, and you know I saw the heroic tag on some of the gear, and then I looked at the stats, and I said, "Oh my god!" And I'm ready to file a bug report because <laughs> the gear's I, been I nerfed. Such an embarrassing moment this week because of that. I was doing a mythic run on my paladin, and I was tanking. And the tier bonus, the tier tokens kept dropping, right? And they all said heroic on, or they all said mythic on them, right? And I was like looking at my gear and they said heroic. And I'm like, oh, I have the heroic, you know, I don't need to roll on this piece. Mm-hmm. Had no like, idea. Oh, yeah, yeah that was like, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I just wasted like four tier opportunities because I thought I had. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know my paladin was so geared. Turns out it was the tier behind it. Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you, Dilly Pooh, for taking the time to speak with us this week. Um, we really do look forward to hearing about your exploits in Warlords of Draenor. Uh, hopefully, you get 3.5k rated in threes. Yeah, yeah. shoot for the stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to cool. be at BlizzCon again, right? Uh, Despite yeah. the outcome? Uh, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think I will be. I think some of my uh, arena partners and I might be staying together, but not completely sure. I might actually have something coming up, so I might give one of them my ticket. I'm not completely sure yet. So I do know well, that I have a ticket right now. So 
that's good. At least you do have a ticket. But, yeah. you know, if you do come, you have to stop by our haunted party at least. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. and, and if the people... fame is Billy Poo. Exactly. And if people want to follow you or, or, or see what you're doing, do you have a, uh, a website or a Twitter account you want people to check out? See, see how uh, you're doing? Yeah, I have a Twitter account. Should I just link it in the Skype call? Or... You can link uh, it in. Uh, yeah, it's just that Twitter. Uh, I, I'm in the stream chat, so I can just post it in there. Yeah, yeah, post, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, so anyone want to follow me there? Or just cool. on the Twitch account that I just posted on. So yeah, other than yeah, that, we'll, we'll we'll post it in our show notes as well. But 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 very good. And yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. And I guess we'll you know we'll look forward to maybe inviting you, having you come back once Warlords of Draenor is out and you've had a chance to get into the PvP season and just see how hunters are really shaping out and then see 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 how you're doing. Yeah, sure. That would be pretty cool. I had a good time. Thank you for inviting me. It was a fun, fun day. You're most welcome. Yeah, it was, dude, you're, you're the man for real. Like, that's crazy. You have such an amount of PvP skill that I don't think I'll ever be able to match. That's okay. I raid, but yeah, awesome information today. Awesome information. I, things I, I really things I never loved, even thought of. Yeah. 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 I just love the other window point of view of the other side of the game that, you know, as a hardcore raider, I don't really get to dabble much into. Like, I do RBGs, but that's like not on my hunter at all. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's always cool when people are like, "Oh, damn, this is cool." Cause like, <laughs> yeah, like when when you when it's like one of those things you do all the time, and you're just like, sometimes you like you'll play and be like, "Damn, like I suck." Like you'll just like look at that, and then people will be like, "Dude, you're really good." And it's like, wait, what? Because like, I guess you're always like really critical on yourself, but having other people like say good things about you, it's always like really funny. Hey, there's nothing wrong with positive reinforcement. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool, especially like the regionals having people come up to me. Never signed an autograph before, but had some guy want me to sign his mouse pad. Nice. You definitely need to go to BlizzCon. Like people are just gonna be all over you. (laughs) Yeah. Are you Dilly Poo? (laughs) Oh man, what if I get attacked though? (laughs) (laughs) Only tell hunters who you are. Don't tell. Any of those other yeah. pesky classes? I'll, I'll wear like, yeah, I'll wear like a mask or something. They'll never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, cool, man. Well, appreciate your time. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah, no problem. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks. Yep. Hope you all have an awesome day. Hey, guys. Hey, you too. Later. All right. Peace. All right. So, well, that was that was fun. I was like having an interview like that, but. Should we? You guys want to carry on here and uh, maybe go over some of this news a bit? And yeah, let's see. We got we got big buffs uh, for sure. Uh, big definitely old buffs. something. Yeah, big old buffs last week. Uh, we should probably talk about those and how we kind of stand right now. Definitely. Yeah. It's always it. good. I mean, we try and keep the show to an hour, but we we we're not very good at that. So mm-hmm. I don't see why this week should be any different. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the buffs because we've been complaining for. Uh, weeks now in at least the, the our first two episodes about how hunters were we were very disappointed with the state of dps and we've had numbers and testing and all sorts of things to bear out and it looks like we were been vindicated uh a little bit <laughs> this past couple of weeks so and we've just gotten buffs all across the board so why don't we run through some of these so you want to go through some of these 
Yeah, so you got hit with big 15. Just about every single ability that does damage got buffed by 15%. We got a few outside of the norm, like Murder of Crows got an 80% buff, and our pet damage got buffed by uh, Delirium. What was the 30%? No, what was it, 37? It almost, well, according to the patch notes, it almost doubled. So it went from 33% of Hunter AP to uh, 60% of Hunter so, AP. Yeah, that's right. And, and are we still confused if that's in the game or not? We're still confused. Yeah. So let's <laughs> say our little spreadsheet's mapping that out. I heard some yeah. issues. You, uh, Blizzard, just—I don't know. Sometimes I really think they do it just to spite us. But <laughs> I wouldn't but we gotta... say that. I just think sometimes they're silly. God, how much oversight has gone in this last couple of months, though? I just can't. I, anyway, I'm, I won't get too upset about it. But yeah, we're talking buffs, <laughs> not not being angry so yeah we got <laughs> lots of, yeah. <laughs> but yeah lots of 15 percent buffs um our dps got a lot better i think um marksmanship is still uh the competitive choice here followed by bm and then survival of course lagging behind as best as it can um a lot of people were asking this week uh i saw i mean or even last week too but just tons and tons of twitter questions being like what's the best spec now what should i be playing um and we, the, the, the right answer is Marksman, but if you're doing any sort of raiding and siege right now, things die so quickly, and the fights, I feel like, are, are maybe not so trivialized, but, I mean, a whole lot easier now, that you can probably get away with playing any spec you'd like right now. On the flip side to that, however, I would say it would be worth getting used to, if you wanted to come out of your shell a little bit, the best DPS spec right now. So, like, understanding mark, uh, marksmanship focus dumps. I mean, it's a very high uh, focus cost spec with 60 for, for, with 60 for Barrage and, and 50 and 30 for Aim Shot and 35 for Chimera. Um, and with only a 100 focus pool right now, um, it's it's kind of hard to juggle that. So if you wanted to start practicing for Watt, I would definitely say go Marksman and start to reap the benefits of also such a high-yielding DPS spec right now as well. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of buffs this week. That was that in short. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And I would also add too that once you start leveling in Warlords of Draenor, that it 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 really doesn't matter a whole lot which spec you choose to get from level one to or ninety to a hundred. But you might want to choose, as you say, marksmanship if you're going to run some dungeons just to get that kind of practice as as you go through there. But but for the normal questing, really just pick whatever you like and, and enjoy it because it's it's pretty easy, especially if you've got any of the mythic gear. You just blow through stuff so fast that it's it it hardly matters at all. I still would recommend Beast Mastery if you really want to just go hard for leveling, but yeah, it literally does not matter. Yeah, for for wad leveling, I'm absolutely going to go BM just because I prefer the instance over the casts, especially leveling up. Usually the haste levels are so low that I'm afraid I'm going to be having like two second, two and a half second aim shots. Um, yeah, which I, I'd rather not do that and just have instance and, and have, you know, a lot of pet control. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to matter a whole, whole lot which spec you choose to level up with. I would say just pick the one you're most comfortable with or the one you feel like you'll perform the best with. Yeah. And I know exotic music was that buffed a couple of times this in the last two weeks. Or, or did, I'm trying <laughs> I, to figure out what happened with that. They've it's been, been buffed once. It, yeah. It got it got one last week, but it was it was by like wasn't it like one point five percent? Seven. I thought it was seven percent. Did they double? They, did they double it? It went from. 
Oh, it was it, like a 3% buff or something, and then it went to like a 7%. Exotic munitions damage was increased. Yeah, it went from, it went from like incendiary ammo doing 20 to 23%, poison doing 4 to 4.6, <laughs> and frozen ammo doing 15% to 17%. So it's like, we're woo! Doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, I don't really think that changes the Sims up a whole lot incendiary i don't know if we've run it for survival yet but i think we're still taking lone wolf or mm and sv as competitive talents and adaption for pm yeah which 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 is fine i guess i don't know i'm not sold on lone wolf but you know hey you, you got you you do what a you have to do are, yeah well yeah. and and you bring up a good point i think we've kind of touched on this before i mean a lot of people are just really uncomfortable dismissing their pets i mean that's kind mm -hmm. of a staple uh, for the hunter. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, and if that's something that you want to keep, you know, you're, you're, for some people, they've had the same companion pet for over, you know, nine years now. Um, and kind of saying goodbye might be a little tough. So, I mean, yeah. I, there, there's, there comes a point where playing, uh, the way you want to play takes precedence over competitive gameplay. But if you're like in a, a, a cutthroat guild or progression guild or something like, like that, I, I do feel strongly against, you know, uh, picking the one that yields the most output but i mean there's certainly something to be said about how you enjoy playing the game yeah i agree but i, I like i said it, it all depends on the kind of content that you're running like i said if you know if you're doing the the what is it the the normal and the heroic you might be able to get away with with doing what you want but i think once you start getting into mythic and and certainly in like the like the guilds that are going for the world first and things like that, you probably absolutely have to do whatever it takes to get every single ounce of uh, performance out of, out of your spec because it does matter, especially in those first tiers when I think you guys are running a little bit undergeared. Uh, a little is an understatement. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're you're doing it as soon as you po you're getting in those instances as soon as you possibly can. So you're not you haven't spent weeks farming up all the all the say uh, heroic gear. To, right to, to, to go in there so well it's not... the good thing about the race this year will be um normal and heroic will be out the same week and then mythic following so it definitely gives a little bit more help i guess to say because you can still run a raid and have personal loot lockout on it so it kind of helps for people who are yeah struggling a little bit but um still we're hoping i don't know it's going to be interesting this year time all should be fun we'll see and then like eight months or sorry eight months eight weeks later will be <laughs> black rock so you'll have plenty of mythic care going into that i'm sure yeah, and, siege and, of orgamar on the first tier eight months later yeah that would be awful no but yeah but um, <laughs> seven bosses I, for eight months well, we've already seen that a couple times, but I, I think the pacing is done pretty well this time around. You guys like the two-week uh, kind of intermission that we have before content gets going, just to get ready? It's a hit or miss, because it means, um, for me at least, it means I have to level more characters and get them prepared, and the dungeons having Warforged in them will be pretty annoying to have to spam run those over and over and over for gear, but it's going to be nice though like it gives all everybody time to level and everybody time to get ready every time to get ready for the rating environments that are coming yeah i personally like it i mean for me i actually have to go out of town that that first weekend like the 15th so i'll, I'll be 
playing the first night and then have to, you know, wait until Monday to pick it up again. So it just takes some of the pressure off of feeling like I have to get to 100 as, as fast as I can and feel like I'm missing out during that time when I'm not able to play. It also gives me a chance to maybe level up a, a, a second or third tune during that time as well, which I didn't feel like I had with, with Mr. Pandaria. So yeah, I like, I like the pacing. Delirium, do you like it or? Would it be I'm open delirium? to whatever. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think the, yeah, it's kind of, the longer they make it, it doesn't really add more time to level. It just means you feel bad if you haven't leveled more characters. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm fine. Now, we had all these buffs. We did have one nerf, I think, to pet healing. And I think this is more of a blow to soloing, I guess, than anything else. But uh, do you want to talk about that one, Solar? Since you like yeah, to Yeah, I'll, I'll talk solo about this one. Yeah, so... Rabble, rabble. Uh, rabble, rabble incoming, everyone <laughs> duck. So, yeah. Um, I don't even... This just makes me mad to read it. But, um, so, Hunter soloing has taken a big hit in the last couple of weeks, as I'm sure you've probably heard or read about. Um, and yeah, so Blood of the Rhino and Glyph of Animal Bond no longer affect Men Pet because it's a percentage-based heal and not a coefficient-based heal. They're not they're not based um, off of percentages. And there's no more multipliers anymore is basically what it comes down to. So we're talking a, I mean, like, huge hit to men pet heals like even with the glyph of mending uh, it's going to be really hard to keep your pet up in high burst damage phases like they really just gutted us when it comes to extreme soloing we may be able to find ways to get around this but i mean like when when bosses are meleeing our pet for like 30 to 40 percent a chunk you know a swing it's going to be dastardly now without having to cycle pet cooldowns, without having cower anymore, like rip, rip in peace. Hunter soloing. So, yeah. Solid. There's still hope. I, I mean, yeah, we've got three weeks to launch. Maybe they might do something, but it's been, a, it's been such an uphill battle. Yeah, and we'll have to watch that too, especially to see if there's other classes. Like I'm thinking like DKs who I've been pretty good at soloing, you know, uh, throughout the years to see if they're now going to be affected anyway. You know, if they're going to have the same struggles that hunters are or if it's – and I know they don't really build the game around uh, extreme soloing, but it is it is sort of a niche that, that people do enjoy and they do like those challenges. So, yeah, and they're, you know. There exactly. There was an interview uh, with Corey Stockton, Mumper, uh, on the Instant Show recently, and I don't mean to nitpick, but if you guys go back and listen to it, it's in like the first five or ten minutes of the interview. He goes, uh, "It's great for people to enjoy the end game content, but it's also great for people to go and explore and experience new things. And there's so many ways to do that: twinking." Uh, PvP, soloing, and they've kind of just like destroyed the twinking community and the soloing community. So like <laughs> they advocate exploring and, and experiencing new things, yet they take so much away from those things. Like for twinking now, like all of the old school gear share stats. So like all of tier 11, tier 12, and tier 13 gear for normal and heroic, they all share the same stats. So like there's rip 85 twinks, rip 80 twinks, it's all the same now. 
so like gear progression is just non-existent in those brackets. Um, and for soloing, they've taken so much away from hunters, and it's like what? And ugh, but I I don't know. It it seems like it's very contradictive to what they're looking for. And the the biggest thing that they've they've done and said against this is that it it, it ruins certain uh, other aspects of gameplay like like the reason they took out stable stacking was because people quote unquote abused it in pvp and we just had dilly come on and say well we only really used you know roar of sacrifice twice ever it was not ever used to, to multi-chain and um we've even gotten blue posts and, and tweets saying you know it's it would be it, it's harmful it's harmless in soloing but it's a problem in pvp we'll just change the tooltip you know like come on Let's let's start rolling. Let's start getting the ball rolling on that. Remember how Stampede does? What is it? Seventy five percent less damage in PvP encounters. Yes, yes. And and it's normal damage in rating. Like what? Mm -hmm. How hard? Like let's let's get on that, please. Yeah, I wish they would do more of that too, just to help balance these abilities between the two, rather than just you know, screw one one area over in favor of another. You know. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It, you, it's unfortunate. I, I mean, I've, I've kind of said my piece multiple times, but it's just like people really do enjoy and are passionate about some of these things, and it's like it's it's so it's such a bummer to have it taken away. That's all it really is. But. All right, so we'll, we'll see how yeah, things go that, then. That, well, that's where we stand. <laughs> right now. But there's some there's some cool things that happened uh, to LFR, uh, our LFR friends, you know, and the people that like to just kick it in LFR. They got a nice little bonus this week. Yeah, I saw that. So for those who, who, who don't know, the tier gear um, no longer drops in LFR. So they removed tier gear and they gave LFR its own armor set with its own artwork. But up until now, it didn't have any set bonuses. So it was just really for, for looks and for stats. But they gave uh, a two and four piece set bonuses to the LFR armor, which was kind of a nice thing, I guess. Yeah. I, I know they said they wanted to make LFR just kind of like a tour of the content, mm -hmm. not necessarily a uh, ex like rating experience. Um, and it's kind of neat that if people want to go in there, at least they kind of can get a gist of, oh, well, if I get, you know, like actual tier gear, they'll have bonuses on it too. And while it, it seemed like none of the bonuses interacted with gameplay whatsoever, it was still kind of cool to just give a nod to some of the yeah. more casual players. Like, like none of the tier bonuses is going to change up any LFR player's rotation is mainly just like a buff to a, a damage or a buff to haste or uh, I noticed the male agility one was kind of cool the four piece like threw out like a spike for some damage it was like a spike bleed and I, thought, I was like oh that's kind of neat I wonder if it'll have a visual effect behind it as well uh, hopefully and I guess the, the the other question is is this now worth pursuing it doesn't sound like these are, are powerful enough that if you it didn't seem like it and i think the know, lfr gear yeah that's the good thing about the lfr stuff is they made it so you don't really i don't know if lfr wing won't be open till a week after mythic anyway so it's that's true that's true they are delaying the lfr so it doesn't sound like this is something you you feel like you have to have or are gonna want to mix and match in some way with the the tier bonus oh i've got to have the two-piece lfr bonus to go along with the two-piece uh <laughs> regular yeah. tier bonus so there's there's nothing nothing sort of crazy about any of that so so it's just a nice little bonus for those that primarily run lfr cool but it really pretty much covers the news this week i mean you know hopefully we'll see more buffs for hunters i guess um and and no nerfs <laughs> Hopefully, they won't undo what they've done already. But uh, it was good to see that we were 
weren't just sort of crying wolf here about the state of hunters and, and their damage these last couple of weeks, that there really was an issue. And then Blizzard finally uh, agreed and recognized that and, and did something about it. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting conversation on Twitter. Um, it was nice to get the recognition. Uh, I know a lot of players are like outside of the hunter community are like, Ooh, why do they balancing for level 90 stuff? And it's like, it's partially because a lot of players who are still progressing in Mythic were having issues finding raid teams now because our damage was so horrible. You wouldn't even want to bring a hunter in despite how easy for players who have progressed uh, can kill these things. So it gives them the ability to play. I mean, we're not like uberly topping everything. You know, nothing broken, but we're viable now. Like you can bring a hunter in. And plus, at level 100, it does help with our balance because we were still very, very uh, down at the bottom of the pack, kind of, at 100. So it does help us out a lot for a yep. metagame. Because our leveling perks, as I keep telling people, will also help our damage out, um, especially uh, for Marksman. Uh, absolutely. With focus absolutely. returns from crits and the increased focus pull, like, game changer. Yeah, it makes Thrill of the Hunt a lot Mm -hmm. more compatible for marksman it really helps the talent interact very nicely with the rotation especially a marksman opener 100 yeah and even with the tier bonus interacting well with thrill of the hunt like it's gonna be it's gonna be righteous it's yeah even though they nerfed it a little bit it still feels yeah. yeah what is it so like eight, eight focus now or something like that yeah something yeah, silly yeah. but it's not outrageous it's feasible um i really got used to the marksman rotation this week and i actually really enjoy it now i know i was ranting about it earlier shows but it's not a bad spec once you really get into it it's different and i think a lot of people have to adjust to the changes but it's not a bad change yeah it's, and if you haven't been playing marksman up until like now like if you if you've been i, I don't want to say flavor of the month but just like the one of the better specs to play hunter as in the past i mean we haven't seen marksman make a resurgence like this since firelands so it's been kind of nice to get back into cast times and and but you know still maximizing your globals like that's still how you're going to always put out the top deeps is just making sure you hit you're always hitting something but yeah i i do like the aim shot it's been kind of fun haven't casted something in a long time like that long you know yeah it's oh sorry no go ahead finish your thought and then we'll we'll move on (laughs) Well, I've lost my thought now. You, I, I know. I totally did, disrupted it, right? <laughs> what did you do? Okay. Distracting shot. <laughs> exactly. Scatter shot, distracting shot. I'll save the bad the bad pun jokes for in person at BlizzCon. I do them all the time. Last year, I was like, disengage out of the situation, folks. Uh, the cringe. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. I was gonna say, why don't we do have some listener questions this week? So why don't we move on to to some of those and then and then think about uh, wrapping up here for the day? Um, yeah, we have a good we have a really good first listener question. I think that's going to be on a lot of people's minds uh, very soon. Um, and Prima from Twitter asks, uh, I was she's wondering uh, if any of the hosts are considering race changes given the new Warlords racials. Do you guys mull that over any? I thought about it. Um, Blood Elf is going to be best for marksmen. However, I feel for versatility purposes, like, you know, being flexible for BM and Marksman, Orc yeah, will still be the best. Changes. Yeah, so I'm probably just going to yeah. say Orc. 
Yeah, I, I definitely thought about going Blood Elf. Um, I, I, I have such a hard time saying goodbye to my coin. Um, but the Blood Elf is really good. And then I also made like a totally sick uh, Silver Covenant Ranger transmog. And I'm like, ooh, this would look really good on a Blood Elf. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge sucker for the mod. So I, 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 can, I base a lot of very petty decisions off of my transmogs. So. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what the question was about. Are you uh, are you going to transmog <laughs> so you can transmog better? Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, even for damage too, like it worked out really well. Like I could look super sexy and still do top deeps because of my racial. Like, yeah, uh, I I definitely have molded over, but I I've not made a a decision just yet. What about I you guys? Know. You know, break off from your oh race? oh hell no. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, that, that's almost a silly question to ask. Yeah, Dark Brew's a, a dwarf for life. I mean, the damage yeah. would have to be pretty pretty from the racials would have to be pretty spectacular for me to consider uh, changing him. Even not even just race, but even like 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 faction. But I'm not I, I'm not that hardcore, and I'm not in that kind of of, of raid team either. Uh, that that would make a make a huge difference. So no, I I just enjoy uh, the dwarf, and I've got several other hunters of various races out there anyway so um i mean but I the good really... thing oh i'm sorry no and i said i really haven't done much on on the horde side either i've got two horde tunes so maybe if i decide to raid with them i might might think about that i've got an orc and a tauren so it's it's possible i could i'm not so wedded to either of them that i wouldn't be above uh, changing i think it's nice though that racials this time around are pretty much even so yeah solar if you want to go on a blood up because transmog yeah you should totally be able to do it and it's fine now yeah i mean i i still have yet to decide but i'm glad i mean i'm sure a lot of people are probably glad to hear that that if they if they have a certain affinity towards like a, a one race or the other like they've just been like you know tarn for life i like that they're so you know chill and like cool with nature very uh down to earth it's like yeah i can still play my favorite race and still not be made fun of by my guildmates for choosing not to like super min max you know so have they updated the blood elf models maybe i'm behind it's on the news soon not yet CTM. yeah they're still working on them they're planning to but they haven't announced anything yet so I, I i don't think it'll be there for launch so it might be uh 6.1 or something like that i would think at this point that they'd wait until some point like that but it's definitely on their list. And is that the last one? I think they're the last ones they have to do. I mean, the Pandaren weren't going to change. Neither were the were the Worgen or the or the Goblins. So I think those were where they wanted them to be. Yeah, the, uh, the Goblin one wasn't that great, if I recall correctly from the spreadsheet. But yeah. But I think those were I think those were all new enough that they weren't gonna weren't gonna go ahead and change those. Yep. Uh, why don't we do one more here? Um, this is a pretty good one. This is from Dash Dashifin, and he had a question about uh, the JS Hunter Bar add-on, and he says, with the new expansion comes the inevitable culling of add-ons. This is one of my favorites from Pandaria was the JS Hunter Bar, but it looks like it is no more. What add-ons do you all use? And, uh, and I, I think on this one, I think it was Kel Duel at 100 EPS actually did a post on how you could modify this or what you needed to do to actually get that add-on working. So I don't know if it's being maintained or not, but I think there are something you can do to 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 uh, get that one working. Yeah. So uh, someone in the chat room shoot has just said it it has been updated. So um, T 
Do you guys use that one at all? I use that. I like that. I thought it was a pretty good add-on. Um, as a what does it do bar. exactly? It's just a focus bar. I mean, what are we talking here? Because most well, of what you need, I mean, no, go ahead. Let's hear what it does first. It, I mean, it is a. Yo, go ahead, Delirium. I was gonna. It's a combination of a focus bar and a bunch of basically pre-built weak auras. So it has yeah. already set up for you every hunter ability as a weak aura, and you can turn them on and off. So it's just an easier way to set some of those up if you uh, don't feel like going in and writing all of your own. I see. But it, okay. it basically looks like the weak auras I already have set up. Yeah, and, and, and you it's don't... great for a new hunter. And you can turn a lot of that on and off, on or off. So it's not like you have to get stuck with the 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 weak auras, if you will, that it provides. You can just use it as a as a focus bar, and it'll just a it's just a bar. It shows you where you're at, kind of does a little bit of predicting um, about where your incoming focus, and can kind of help you let you know if you've got enough focus. Some indicators let you know if you have enough focus, for example, to cast your signature shot and so forth. Um, so it's pretty handy. Um, in that regard, but you can probably definitely customize it to do some of the things you'd want it to do, like because there is overlap with other add-ons like Weak Horus, for example. So you may not want to use the whole suite of options that it has. I, I so, yeah, I I mean everyone has their preferences of UI yeah. and add-ons and stuff like that, and we actually had a fantastic discussion uh, with people sharing their UIs over on our Warcraft Hunters Union Facebook page. If you guys aren't following that, go check it out. There's people talking about hunters on the daily, um, hourly even. Uh, and we all were posting our UI and stuff like that. And, you know, different things work for different people. And I'm very comfortable with running three core UI add-ons, right? So okay. bartender, shadowed unit frames, and just a quartz cast bar. Like it does, and weak cores. It does everything I need to do. Everything. But yeah, like find what works for you. Um, and especially since uh, the wad pre patches dropped and like we got a couple uh you know abilities removed and stuff like that i cleaned up my ui a little bit and i know a lot of people are too so if you guys want some like ui ideas go head on over to the the facebook page a lot of people were sharing theirs yeah and yeah, a lot a lot of good changes one of the things that people may not know about now um i know a popular add-on out there was omni cc which kind of just shows you like the little cooldown timers on your toolbars over the abilities that's now baked into the game, and I forget where in the interface options it is, but you can actually, there's an, it's now built into the game, so you don't really need, I think the Omni CC is one you can probably uh, get rid of if you if you want to do that as is well. Om so. Omni CC is the, um, is that like the little heads up display thing? Uh, I just use it. It just shows you like on my toolbar. So for example, kill command, it'll show me like a five second countdown or six second countdown. Like when I cast it, just shows me, uh, oh, just, just shows of, you the ability cooldown. As yeah. It just shows you the ability cool, like an, like in a numerical value. And gotcha. that's now okay. uh, built into the regular game. It's just an Can option. You turn it on. I, where is yeah. that in, in the interface? Uh, I'd have to go look to see where in the, okay, but it's inside. It, yes. Okay. Neat. So if you go to your you know your interface options, um, oh here it is yeah show numbers for cooldowns it's in it's in interface options action bars very cool yep 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 you can put those numbers on your buttons now through through this through the regular game so which is I like that that's helpful for me but again everyone has their own way of doing things like you know UI is a very personal thing and you know very you know although I think the only thing most people agree on is that the default UI is kind of garbage. <laughs> so many people swear by it, though. It's almost like a thing of they, status if someone they, can play with the default they, UI. They do. I, I don't know. I mean, every, that's the one thing I hate about, hated about 
you know, I was excited to get into the beta when I did and then, but the add-ons weren't enabled yet. It was just so difficult to kind of work without my add-ons and get readjusted to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, for beta, honestly, I did play with default UI yeah. with just weak OS because... I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, because everything is not really up to date yet. So I'm just like, well, might as well just get used to, you know, a really weird UI and that wasn't that bad. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say I played on beta, and I, all I had to do, I mean, I could do everything on stock except for weak cores. So I mean, like, it, it didn't add anything, didn't take away anything. It was just kind of frustrating. But you can, it's totally doable. But I just, yeah, I prefer not to. Yeah, you know, we should have gotten to this while Dilly Poo was still here. I think a lot of uh, PVPers, for some reason, often use the default UI with just a few other add-ons, but it still looks very default. And I was always surprised to see how different their streams look than uh, Raiders. I don't know. Well, I guess if we get him on again, it's, we can ask him about his UI. and, and Next time. He, yeah. There you go. Well, I don't know about you guys. I think it's about all we've got for today. Um, why don't we go through our outro? And if you guys want to add any BlizzCon predictions of what you think is going on, we can go ahead and do that uh, as we as we sign off here. But uh you have been listening to episode 203 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Darkbrew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. And my BlizzCon prediction is I don't, we won't see an announcement for the next expansion. I think that would just be crazy, but I think we'll hear a lot about what else we'll be seeing in future Warlords of Draenor patches. I'm Artemis Hal from the Warcraft Hunters Union, Blood Legion, and I'm Artemis Hal on Twitter. Um, for me, I think that we're going to make all the other classes really jealous with our awesome meetup, and I think they're going to announce something really big in the opening ceremony. Woohoo. Dang. Yeah, I'm Solar Flare from the J.J. Abrams movies, and at the underscore Solar Flare <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, are we doing BlizzCon predictions? Yes. Movie trailer, man. Definitely, Definitely yes. I sure. love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Because didn't didn't they? I don't want to talk about this too much because we're doing our outro. But I'm pretty sure at Comic Con they previewed a Warcraft trailer for only the people the that were teaser. there. Yeah, yeah, like, they had no some sort seen of it on the internet. And that was a couple months ago. Now they yeah. have plenty of time to have a trailer at this point. Yeah, for sure. So I think I think movie trailer. All right. <laughs> And I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. And today you heard Dilly Poo, who you can watch at twitch.tv slash DillyPoo69 or follow at DillyPoo840. Uh, and my BlizzCon prediction is that they're finally going to give up the charade of classes being equal and announce that hunters are the ultimate class and there's no need to keep up the support classes. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, and, and Bendik was out this this week, but he did send us uh, a couple of, of of predictions that he thought, and he thought World of Warcraft would take a backseat to other Blizzard games, and he certainly didn't think they'd hype up a new expansion before Warlords comes out. And he thinks the movie panel will be consist of showing some concept art, maybe some props, along with Chris Metzen and Duncan Jones geeking out about how totally awesome it is. And it's so awesome that they just can't show us anything yet. Oh, <laughs> so I, I would be so bummed. Yeah, it would be bummer. Bummer. I, they've got to give us something. I think you're right about some sort of movie trailer, even if it's not the full blown trailer, but a teaser of some kind. We've got to see some some footage here to get everyone geeked out about the about the movie because uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, you can check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or add our RSS feed to your reader. And we'll have all these links available in our show notes as always.
If you have any questions or a topic you would like to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet and a follow at huntingpartypod. All right. Stay thirsty, my friends. Remember to drink your dark brew lager. Oh, this is me. Dang. I was so close. I was so close to we not messing up the show notes. Almost. <sighs> okay. So I, someone found a poem um, on the internet. <laughs> And it has to do with solar flares, and it's very dramatic. Um, okay, so here it is, guys. Now is the time to unite the soul and the world. Now is the time to see the solar flares dancing as one with the shadow. <laughs> this is how I would die in love as pieces of a cloud dissolve in solar flares. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, though. I have no idea, but I think you're now become the new poet laureate of the Hunting Party <laughs> podcast and officially taking the reins from Frostheim. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> All right. Always heed the thrill of the wild. Don't forget to pay your dues. Go hard. We look good in every tier set. <laughs> All right. Good show, guys. Woo. Hey, thanks a lot, everyone who listened in the chat room. You guys rock. Let's see. So today, for my coffee, I put French vanilla in it instead of just creamer by accident or that was intentional that is fancy in- intention yeah my uh thought it was in the fridge and i was like i haven't tried it yet so we'll see how it tastes right oh yeah it's You're a little bit sweeter today yeah i would say it's probably a little sweeter yep Oh, <laughs> 